Hey, Pie Tribe, buckle up for a new episode of the Passive Income Examiner, the number one podcast for budding entrepreneurs and business owners looking to diversify their income with passive strategies. Welcome to season two, focused on building successful online businesses with evergreen marketing solutions. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland. Thanks for joining me. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Passive Income Examiner podcast. Today, we have an extra special guest, which you know, I love bringing you amazing guests. But one of my very favorite type of guests to bring is people who can help us think bigger, especially when they came from humble beginnings. And that, my friends, is this guest today. His name is Aaron Nip. He is the CEO and founder of the Seco Corporation. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. I know we talked a little bit in the past, and so it's finally recording day. I'm pumped to be here. Thank you. You are so welcome. I'm grateful to have you here, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Um, Start out by telling us a little bit about yourself and, you know, kind of how you got where you are in your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, background on me, Uh, I started very much in the finance space. Uh, So I had my MBA from Grand Canyon University, which is in Arizona. Uh, I got that in about 2014 when I was about 22 uh, and then went straight to uh, a finance firm called Merrill Lynch. Uh, If you guys are familiar with the bull in Chicago, that's them. Uh, So I was a financial advisor there, did that whole thing for a little bit. Uh, And about two years in, I actually ended up writing a book that got published about my weight loss. And so long story short on that, I was 340 pounds, 320 pounds. Uh, lost over 140, uh, wrote a book about that experience, and then that got published in 2020, went on to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all that good stuff, uh, called Calories In, Calories Out, so selfish bug. Uh, I toured on that for about a year, and so just going to different gyms, meeting people that were in the fitness world, all that good stuff. Once the book got published and it was kind of running on its own, I went back to Arizona. Uh, I had left Merrill by that time and found uh, a pretty good-sized firm in Gilbert, Arizona, which is East Valley. Uh, to be a financial advisor at. Uh, And so loved it there. Ended up making partner uh, a year in, and that would have been when I was about 26, 27, uh, right when the pandemic started. So (laughs) that was a wild journey. And anyone that's in the finance world, like specifically that wants to advise people on their funds or wealth manager or just a financial advisor, uh, stockbroker, all that stuff kind of intertwines. Your goal, pretty much, you only have two goals. It's either own your own firm or make partner somewhere else. And so I made partner and I was like, man, like I've been waiting my whole life to do this, right? I obviously went to school for it. And then I, you know, worked my way through Merrill and at this firm and I did my job and I got the part and I was like, man, like this is not what I thought it was going to be, you know? And I was doing obviously a lot of the things that I loved and I happened to be good at, but at the end of the day, like you just work so many hours that I remember kind of like to fill a void that I didn't have any social life anymore. I bought a puppy. Uh, and so you could see on my Instagram, his name's Moose. He's old 25 pound French bulldog. And I remember getting to the point where I was like, I don't even have time for this puppy. Let alone if I'm ever going to have a family one day or just, I want to see my friends again, you know? And so I ended up resigning in October of 21. So just about seven, eight months ago uh, to start my own company, uh, which has nothing to do with finance, coincidentally, but more on the weight loss side called the Seco Company. Uh, So since then, uh, we obviously have the book that ended up going to number 12 on Amazon for all weight loss books, which was a huge accomplishment for us. Uh, I randomly like just was like, you know what? The world needs a weight loss app from someone that had lost a ton of weight. There's a lot of fitness apps that are just general information for people to get in bikini season, right? But like, 
I want something for chronic dieters that have struggled actively to lose weight. Right. And so I have no coding experience through the power of YouTube and Reddit and just Googling things. I coded my own app uh, called the Seco app that got listed on uh, market watch, which was really cool, which is a finance like technology website. Uh, then we've been on a few podcasts, a radio show. We got featured in a couple of magazines. Uh, we have been on Arizona central on Fox on market watch, obviously digital journal, all these publications. And now we're doing the whole online coaching thing. So we've been able to help a lot of people and it's been a wild ride. Uh, but that's a little bit about me. Oh my gosh. There's so much to talk about. I can't even wait. Um, okay. So first of all, you, <laughs> you didn't just make partner, like you tell me about like what we had chatted before you had mentioned that you, um, had like a hit a record and then beat your record. This episode is brought to you by Kajabi, the platform with a full suite of world-class online business tools working seamlessly together. I've been using Kajabi now for nearly a year and I'm absolutely in love with this program. Prior to Kajabi, I was experimenting with other platforms and so many of them were not user-friendly. They were difficult to get online pages to sync up with the cart or getting opt-ins and emails to be easily set up. I was beginning to dread the time it was going to take to set up a simple landing page. Honestly, I can say that since working with Kajabi, I have been extremely happy. I can't imagine leaving for any reason at this point, mainly because it saves me so much time and it doesn't give me a headache. Listen, I consider myself pretty tech savvy for the most part. But that doesn't mean that I want to be a tech genius every time I want to put together an offer. Kajabi makes it so simple to create online products and it gives me the tools I need so my marketing is synchronized. I really can't say enough great things about Kajabi. If you click the link in the description, you will get a free 30-day trial with Kajabi on behalf of the Passive Income Examiner. So be sure to check out the description. Now back to the show. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, obviously without saying any names, so I was at this firm, uh, you know, for the past few years and we're kind of in a unique scenario because right when I started, I remember it was actually the week I started was uh, when that whole grocery store deal happened where no one could buy anything and the grocery stores were walking down. There's no more toilet paper. If you remember that, like week one of the pandemic. And so not only did I just get this new job as a financial advisor, the world is crashing. You know, I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. Uh, and then if you remember, like we went into a pretty intense lockdown and for a financial advisor, there is some people that do it online. Uh, but there's also a lot of people that just don't want to like, it's a lot to ask someone to manage their money. And if you haven't met them in person, it's even more of an ask. So we're in this new world that we're used to having people come in primarily to do business to where now we can't even hold meetings, which that's a whole, that's a brand new concept. And so luckily, like I do have my age on this uh, working towards me. Uh, so I, I'm still in my twenties. I'm 29 right now. Uh, my last year in 20. So I'm sure I won't know as much technology in the next few years, but uh, at the time I was 26 and I was like, oh man, I'm caught up with the de current technology. And so we are able to implement a few different things, whether it be just like Zoom calls, uh, if you're familiar with like video emails, and then we, we kind of online, or we 
transitioned most of our processes online. And so I'm very proud to be a part of that system. And then we end up having like a record year that year. And that obviously is from the existing pipeline from before I got there, but also just implementing these new things to capture a new audience, which I think was a huge, huge turning point for us. Uh, we ended up using some of the, those funds to get a, a brand new office where we were running the space before and now we had our own office. I think that gave us some legitimacy as well. We had the full name on the board. People drove past us. And then we really got in these communities where we were known for doing things online, for giving advice, for giving webinars. And obviously, anytime we could, we'd go and do the in-person stuff, obviously, masks and being safe and social distancing. Uh, but I think word gets out in a community that you are going a step beyond what everyone else is doing, and that traction picks up. And so the referral started coming in, the new systems that were online started coming in more. Uh, and so we broke our record two years in a row. Uh, wow. which was just insane. I could not be more proud to be a part of that system. And obviously it's not me by myself. Like it's a whole team. Um, but it, it was a very cool thing to be a part of. Yeah. Well, and I think so many companies had to pivot, but not all did. And so the fact that you got to be a part of that, I'm sure has been instrumental in your success since then, which we were going to talk more about as far as your business with, you know, your company now, because you're going into so many different facets. And this is, so I want to, I want to explain, kind of lay a foundation for the audience that's listening. Aaron and I met, <clears throat> connected on LinkedIn. Out of the blue, he reaches out, he says, hey, I think we should chat. And so we do. And I'm listening to his story and I'm like, holy cow, this is just amazing. Here this guy goes from working full-time in a business, an awesome job. Like so many of us, we have an amazing career but it's just not fulfilling. It's not giving us that spice that we're looking for in life. And so we go on, want to seek our own path, but he did it so well. And he isn't just stopping at the app, right? So like your first step was you already knew you had your weight loss journey. You had, you, you get that turned into a book and then you kind of lean into that vein of interest, so to speak, um, and build the app, which you don't just hire somebody to build. You actually coded it yourself. How long did that take you? It took longer than I'm proud of. Uh, so I started that process very shortly after I resigned. So that was mid-October. I probably started late October, early November. And then we officially launched the app January 28th. It's changed, obviously, since then. But it was at least ready for everyone January 28th. Uh, and so, yeah, a few months and that's all I did. And I'm used to working the long hours on the finance role. So that's, I sat on my couch with my laptop doing that all day. My posture was horrible, uh, but we did it. Still, that's only what, four months from a guy who has no experience with coding. You taught yourself everything and built your own app. I mean, hello, that's amazing. <laughs> that is truly yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about when I say, you know, cause it's true, Aaron, so many people are, you know, they're in the weeds trying to do it themselves because they don't maybe have the capital mm -hmm. or don't want to invest it in a startup because there's this whole big risk of what if it just doesn't work out? What if, what if I came up with this idea for an app and nothing came of it? So I'll just do the coding myself. And then that way, then if it turns into something lucrative, okay, cool. I didn't have to be out of pocket. I mean, that's what a probably, probably a lot of people are thinking, and you're there to be yeah. the inspiration, you know, for like, hey, this is possible, but it didn't stop there. So like, what was the next step? How did you guys, you, you turned it into coaching and then what? Like, you're still going. There's more to the story. That's what's so fascinating. 
Yeah, there's a good amount to the story. We're just we're <laughs> touching the the tip of the iceberg here. But before I kind of go into that, just wanted to give a disclosure for anyone that's listening because I genuinely wish I would have heard this sooner. And it is, if I had to pick one thing that like different or like just separates me from all the times I've tried to do something in the past or just me from someone else that's trying to do something uh, to where I'm at now is the fact that like you're not going to have it figured out whatsoever. I mean, literally, I mean, I, I wrote a book that wasn't even a book. It was just my in my notes app. And then it turned into a book, right? Like I wouldn't know how to publish a book on my own when I started because I that's not I'm not an author yet, I guess. Now I am. Uh, and then with the app, like I, I could not stress how bad it was when I was like in like December, I'm like, oh my gosh, this sucks. <laughs> I was like, this is embarrassing. Like I've spent months doing this and it is not, it doesn't even look cool. Uh, and then even when we launched in, in January, like it looked fine. I was proud of it. And I was the best I could do at the time. Uh, but then you learn more. And then the app is like, uh, literally it's probably 10 times cooler than it was in January. And here we are in a couple of months. And what's funny is now I'm like, I don't really mess with the app too much. I, when people onboard, I, I do their macros and all that good stuff. But other than just maintenance, I don't do much with it. And so my point to this is there is, uh, I'm probably going to butcher this. So if you are in the military and you hear me say this, uh, please put it in the comments if I messed it up because I've only heard it once, but I thought it was a cool point. So there's a military term uh, called OODA loop. And I heard it from someone else. Uh, so I didn't even, I was, I'm not in the military and I didn't hear it from someone in the military. I heard it from another video. But uh, essentially, it's, I forget what the acronym stands for, but it's your ability to pivot when you come into something that you're not familiar with because you got to think if you're in the military especially if you're like actively in the field i mean you don't know what's around the corner so you need the ability to like see what's happening adapt to it and then figure out what you're going to do from there so when i started the book and this is where we're going to get into my journey when i started the book i didn't know it was going to be a book i just was like i just need to get started when it got published i'm like i don't know what i'm going to do with this i don't know how to do seo i don't know how to do online campaigns or anything like that but guess how you figure it out is like you learn, right? Uh, when I code the app, I don't know how to code an app, but I coded it and then I learned from then and then I learned how to market it, right? Uh, and so I didn't know any of these things since then. Then I get into online coaching. I've done a good amount in the past for free, but never officially. So it's a weird concept for me to like start charging people because you have a little bit of this imposter syndrome, even though every single person that's ever gone through my program, it's worked for, right? Like I can't control people quit on themselves. Right. And I try and do my best to be motivated. But at the end of the day, like if you do my program work for me, it's worked for everyone that's gone through it. We know the system works. Right. Uh, and so then you just get better at like how you deliver the message and you get better at the processes. And I think we talked about this on our last call, but like the different technology pieces that you could use to make yourself and your business better. Uh, so going from there, we had the book, we had the app, we had the online coaching, we have and you'll have things that work and don't work. I, I went and did like an online lecture series that I ended up just making free. Uh, we have a Facebook community that I used to charge for that I just ended up making free. Uh, and so things are going to change. Uh, and then more recently, we have adapted even further. And this is the biggest thing that we've done so far, uh, because that's how Snowball works, right? Uh, is now we legally own a nonprofit. Uh, and so this is the SECO support organization. And I'll never forget this call. This is what started it. And so I won't give any information about the person, but just long story short, uh, I was on a call. I was actually on my way to Joshua Tree for an event uh, with just other people that are in similar roles as me. Uh, and uh, I had one last call before I went on this like half retreat, half vacation, half like seminar type thing, right? Uh, and that was a really cool experience. So that's another story. But 
Uh, I had one more call and I was sitting, I I'm in a Tesla right now. So I was charging my car. Uh, and I had one more call and I, she wanted to do like an online, she wanted to do the online coaching. Right. And so again, without giving any, any like identifying factors, this person was considerably like had, she had a lot to lose uh, as far as weight goes. Uh, and that's not anything to do with appearance. I don't know what she looks like. This is what she's telling me. Right. And she's saying, you know, I have to do this for this, this, and this reason. And you can tell in her voice, like, this is something that needs to happen. There was other things that were restricting like the income a little bit, uh, you know, not fully able to take advantage of the prices. Uh, and so I even offered, I'm like, Hey, you know what? I come from this finance role and I kind of do this in the nonprofit as well. But if you need help budgeting, I mean, my average client back in the day, I mean, they're worth a couple million, right? So I was like, if I could budget for them, I promise you, I can get you out of debt. I can get you in a spot where you might be able to afford something like this. Even if it's not with me, just with anyone else, right? Like I want you to be able to develop yourself. Uh, and so, you know, she was like, oh, okay, you know what? We'll make it stretch. I appreciate that. I send her the payment wink. She hangs up the phone. She blocks me. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> like that's, uh, that's wild, you know? And I'm just trying to help. I'm not a hard salesman. Like I don't give like my pitch i'm like hey you know what like i'm here to help you you tell me what you want and if it's what we do then it's perfect if it's not then i know enough people in the industry that i could probably get you to someone else uh and so she was very interested she was super excited and i think that it just the realization of like man i can't afford this she ended up yeah she she canceled the call that obviously didn't go through with it and then she blocked me <laughs> and so i'm like well, how can i help these people that just don't have the resources and so that's where we flash forward into the nonprofit space uh, and so now we have a full board together we have an honorary council that's like on our team we're expecting about 150k in donations in the next 12 months and all of that is just to help people that are trying to develop themselves, not only in the weight loss field, but then everyone on my board has a successful business of their own. Obviously me coming in the finance world, helping those people that maybe are overlooked in the finance space, especially if they go to financial advisor, they maybe don't have the assets or maybe overlooked in the career space. And so we could help develop them their skills or if you have a business, we have a good relationship with a lot of journalists now. And so getting their businesses out there, doing press releases, me writing articles for them, stuff like that. Uh, so that's been the next step of our journey, which is wild because it all started, if you look back, all started from me journaling on my phone. So I don't know how you go from your journaling in your phone to coding your own app, to being featured in all these places, to owning your company, to owning a nonprofit with a board. It's uh, It's been a wild experience, but I am very happy to be here. And we've already helped. I think we've helped close to 30, 40 people this year alone. And so when we go into nonprofit, we're targeting to help about 150 people. That's great. So, you know, it's, it's fascinating how like we can sometimes take a negative experience and turn it into such a blessing and you know how, what a transformation that call was almost more intended for you than for her. I mean, I'm sure she's on her own journey, but it's neat how you were able to be like, Hey, wait, I can actually help people bigger than just weight loss. I mean, because let's be real, there's always things tied to it. Weight loss isn't a subject in and of itself. We you know, it's, it's, there's more going on in the mind and it affects all of our aspects of our life. You know, when we're not happy with ourselves, everything is affected. And so why not help them bigger than that? So let's talk about that financially, because doesn't your company also offer Pete to help people with financial investments, but not as a financial firm? And can you elaborate on that? I can't really remember how you have that set up. Yeah. 
Yeah, no worries. So I have to be very careful with my words here, but and I'll, I'll full transparency. So uh, I do not own my own finance firm whatsoever. I have, oh, I've passed the seven, which is a license to talk about financial like products. I passed my 66. I've had my insurance license. I have not used those since I've resigned. And I, even in this business now, when I offer kind of consulting, uh, I'm not using these licenses. And it's a very important distinguisher, very important like disclosure, because it is very much illegal for me to talk recommendations on investments if I don't have my own firm, if it's not regulated. And for a good reason, we don't want people that aren't qualified to talk about investments to go ahead and do that without their licenses, because that's how you get bad advice out there. So what I do is, and the best way I could explain this is think of more of like a Dave Ramsey role, especially in the nonprofit. So someone would come to me, they've already tried to go to a financial advisor and I'll be fully disclosed, like fully transparent. Most advisors have minimums and it's not, usually it's not even up to them. It's up to like whoever their boss's boss is. Uh, so when I was at Merrill all these years ago, you know, I think my minimum was 250 to 300. And this is back in like 2016. So, I mean, you can imagine it's probably even higher now because of inflation. But if you didn't have 200 grand, 300 grand liquid, pretty much I would go back and my boss's boss's boss would be like, hey, like, where have you been? And I'd be like, I was in a meeting. And they would immediately ask how much they have. And if it was anything less, they'd be like, why are you wasting time? You know, and not to throw anyone on the bus a lot. Every firm I've ever seen does this. Uh, and it's just to make sure, I mean, they're running a business. We want to make sure that we're utilizing our time, right? But if we have minimums, how are the people that, you know, maybe only have 10, 20 K to their name, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's actually really good. Most people don't have that or someone that is struggling and maybe trying to get out of debt. Maybe they had an unexpected medical bill or student loans or whatever it might be. Uh, how are they supposed to get help? Unless you go pay for college, that's like, I mean, other than that, like, you don't really have a choice. And so where I come in is someone will come to me and say, hey, you know what? And I'm making this scenario up right now. But uh, let's say, you know, the husband and wife, they just finished school. Uh, maybe they have a couple of kids that are about 30K in debt and they're living paycheck to paycheck. So what they'll come in and I kind of help them prioritize like what their priorities should be. And so I'm like, okay, first we need to create a budget. So I'll help them walk through how to create a budget. After they have the budget, I'm like, okay, well, let's allocate some of these funds to maybe, you know, you put some in savings, you put some in an investment account. And I don't tell them what to invest in. I give market commentary if they ask me, but I do not recommend any investments or anything like that. Uh, just because I'm not using my licenses. I'm not selling you anything. Uh, and then if they have questions on financial models, financial concepts, I'll go over that. So it's really popular right now to ask me about more of the real estate stuff. So if you're familiar with wholesaling, again, I'm not recommending or not recommending anything, but I will dive deep in what it entails and what it would take to be successful or not successful in those fields. Uh, and so that's where that comes in. And so we're really excited. I, we have done stuff on the for-profit side. I'm really excited to help on the nonprofit side uh, because again, there's a lot of people that need this financial you know, literacy that don't have it right now. And we're going to be able to provide that for them. Man, it just gives me chills because lately I've had two conversations with guests on the podcast. Um, you're one of them. And then Toby Mathis, which I think I mentioned him last time we spoke, he does tax, yep. um, real, uh, well, taxes in general, but specifically real estate taxes, I believe. Um, anyway, so uh, he's a tax attorney. That's what it is. Thank you. I was like, look, get it right, Lindsay, put it out there correctly. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah. both of us, you and I, and he and I had the same conversation about how there's such a disparity in 
in income and in financial education relative to net worth. In other words, people who have net worth have the education and the resources to the educated to help them do smarter, be better with their money. And then the people who really need it, the people who are struggling, who are working paycheck to paycheck and just fighting to get out of that rat race are the ones that either A, can't afford the help or B, wouldn't know what to ask or where to even begin or think that it's possible. You know, and there's just this, mm-hmm. this is creating this division. I mean, our country, I think, is going into where we have an elite and we have a lower class and the middle class is becoming divided like quickly. Um, and it just is so important yeah. what you're doing. I'm just so grateful and happy to hear about this, like such a needed thing. And I'm I'm happy to share this on the podcast. Like people can actually look like for those of you listening, let's say you're in a position where you have a nine to five and you want to get out and you even have some ideas of what you could do on the side, you know. Aaron and his team can help you structure your finances to build that and grow your business and elevate yourself, like make a real plan and put it in action and see where you could be in two or three years from now. Like it's just real. It's real possible. I mean, and he's proof, like he's proof that it could be done. He did it. So <laughs> I'm just so happy to be sharing this. Yeah. Like, I cannot doubt it enough. So when you, when is your nonprofit going like official launch? Yeah. So legally it's already here. Uh, so if you look us up in the, well, I'm in Arizona, so it'd be the Arizona commission's office. Uh, we're already here. Everything's filed. We have our EIN. Uh, we have lawyers on staff that are putting everything together. Uh, we, anyone that knows anything about the nonprofit space, and I don't say that as in like, I'm just trying to explain it to everyone. It's all new for me as well. And it's funny you mentioned uh, your last podcast because I watched a ton of his videos about nonprofits uh, because I, again, I've never ran a nonprofit before. This is all new to me. Uh, so we're getting everything filed for the like full tax exempt status. And what's nice is there's a thing called a fiscal sponsorship. Uh, and that allows us to be completely tax deductible. Like if you are tax exempt, I guess. Uh, so if you were to donate today, like it's full, it's a write-off for you, which is really cool. And I think a lot of the time people want to give and they just really don't know what organization to give to. And so they just end up giving it back to the government. And so what we're trying to do is help the people that are overlooked, underprivileged in whether it be weight loss, business, financial concepts, or literacy, uh, and really change their lives. Uh, and what's nice is we talked about, you know, what I do in the financial space uh, as far as the money consulting, but I've had several calls. I have several advisors that I have past relationships with that I completely trust. So that way, when we get you out of this program, or we get you out of this, whatever you're going through, and you do have the assets, you have people that I trust. Again, I've been in the industry for since 2014, so almost 10 years. Uh, I know the good people. I know the bad people. I have a few very good people, no matter where you're at in the United States, uh, that will be able to help you. Uh, so going from there, we are fully live in the nonprofit. We have our board already legitimized. Uh, we haven't started fundraising quite yet just because we're getting the accounts and set up, uh, but we are fully live. So if you have any questions for me or if anyone is like, Hey, I want to learn more, feel free to reach out on any of my websites. And I'm sure you'll put that kind of like below everything or, uh, you know, my Instagram, my TikTok, anything like that. I am very accessible. So yeah, you can find me anywhere. That's great. Um, Okay. So is there anything that we didn't cover? I mean, when we chatted on the phone, it's like, it seems like your business has multiple legs building up to this culmination of this nonprofit. Like this is kind of like the big cherry on the top of everything else. But in your journey, you started out with your app, focused on the weight loss, but you also started into kind of financial coaching 
didn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you uh, yeah, so we yeah, so we've had a lot of legs. You're definitely right. And this is where the OODA loop comes in. And I just want to stress one more time that like, no matter what idea you have, it's going to change. I've helped so many people like talk through like their passions and I've seen, and I'm not saying like I help them and like their success. I just mean like, oh, I've been there in early stages of a lot of it. And the only differentiating thing is like, you just keep on going. So I originally just wanted to do the book. I they, I don't even look at my book sales anymore because it doesn't matter to me. I'm like, I want people to obviously buy it for them, but I price it so low. Full disclosure, I think I make $2 every book that's sold. Like, who cares? You know, like $2, don't get me wrong, like $2 adding up, like that's a lot. Uh, but, and even $2 one time, that's fine. It's just not where my primary focus is. So we went from the book to the app. So we had the book and the app. Then we went from the book to the app and we saw a change of like, okay, people need more help than this. And so we went into the online coaching. Uh, we went into the online coaching and like, okay, people need scholarships because they can't afford it. And so I'm like, well, why can't they afford it? And so then we go into the financial consult. I'm not, I don't want to say financial consulting because that runs a gray line, but more money consulting, money concepts, uh, budgeting, non-investing type advice, right? Uh, and then when it comes to investing, we have people to refer to that is fully legal, right? Um, so then we get into, okay, well, a lot of these people you know, if they're underprivileged in the financial concepts, a lot of them, if they're not necessarily underprivileged to their own thing, maybe they have their own business. And so because I just happen to have experience running my own business now, uh, we also have a thing called Seco Media, uh, which that focuses on uh, PR distribution. I will write articles for you and get you to like 450 plus sites. These sites include Fox, Arizona Central, uh, Benzinga, Digital Journal, Wall Street Journal, all these different places. That way, if you are a startup, we can get that name out there, which is obviously half the battle. Uh, but then also, when you tell someone like, hey, I own ABC Coffee Shop, and I'm just making that up, if they're going to Google it. And they need to make sure that when they Google it, that something comes up. And so in the very early stages, if you Google my name, the book would come up. Uh, but now you can Google the Seco company, C-I-C-O, and like we come up first which is awesome, right? So we help with that. We help with the SEO, we help with marketing. And so all those were in the for-profit side, now transitioning into the nonprofit. The for-profit will still exist uh, for when just people need it. Uh, But 99% of my focus is in the nonprofit. And so what we've done in this nonprofit is the app will be free to anyone in the nonprofit. Uh, the book, uh, is nine 99 on Amazon. So you can't discount that too much. <laughs> you know, uh, we'll have, if you're in Arizona and I get to meet you in person, I have a stack of books. I'll just give them out, but I'm not going to you know mail them to every single person. Uh, we have the Facebook community that's free that has everyone else in the weight loss field in it. Uh, we have the online coaching that is free, the, like the online lectures, think of like an online college course kind of, uh, so we go over, you know, what's a calorie, what's a macro, uh, how to go into like biometric feedback, your blood work, hormones, vitamins, all that good stuff. And so you could watch those videos for self-education. Uh, and then we do in the online coaching, uh, which part of the nonprofit that will be covered by scholarships. Uh, and then we go into the money consulting, which will be, you know, for free in the nonprofit through scholarships. When you get to the point where you could have a financial advisor and it makes sense and we have people to refer to. Uh, then we have the Seco Media, which would be if you owned your own business or if you're just struggling, you have a startup, we'd help with SEO optimization, PR distribution, uh, and then just overall marketing. Uh, so we have a lot of things going. Uh, my board is fantastic and they bring their own set of skills. It's funny because I consider myself pretty successful and I am definitely the least successful person 
on my board, uh, which is what you want, right? Uh, you you want to be the smallest fish in the pond so that way you have room to grow. Um, but yeah, that, that's oh what my we goodness. have going on. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm glad you spelled all that out so we could like really see visually or audially. <laughs> that's a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, no, exactly what I was trying to display from the beginning, like how it just started with such a very simple intention, not even necessarily even an intention, but just more or less curiosity and has exploded into this like conglomerate, which is awesome and fueled by your passion. You're living a life that lights you up. You know, you're, you're oh, absolutely. doing your, your God-given talent, you know, you're, you're making your space in the world. I just love it. Like it just is exactly what, um, this podcast is about. So I'm so glad that you're here. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You're welcome. And I'd like to hear like, you know, what, what primary website would you like people to go to, to learn more about your, your, um, nonprofit? Yeah. So good question. Or yeah, good question. So we have a few websites and I want to say before I even list the websites, I, it has been my goal from the beginning that even when someone downloads the app, which uh, there's not very many apps that does this, it takes me all day, but if you download the app, I want to talk to you. So you put your email in, I personally email you. Uh, And obviously we won't be able to do that forever, but for as long as I can, I want to make sure this is as personal role as possible. And so when you think like, Hey, like, let's say, you know, me and you are friends and you had a friend that were like, Hey, you know what? I want to talk to Aaron you don't send them to the website. You send like to my Instagram or something like, yeah, just DM them, you know? So please reach out on any of my social media platforms. Uh, it's just Aaron Nip, A-A-R-O-N underscore K-N-I-P-P. We have the Seco company one, which is just the Seco company. And then I have a fitness dedicated one, which is Aaron Nip Fit. Uh, but if you find me on any social media, DM me because I want that personal relationship with you, right? Uh, and then obviously we have our websites as well. So our for-profit company, uh, as well as our nonprofit and all those little divisions, our group website is the secocollective.com. And then if you're looking just for the nonprofit, you could obviously go, it's just called a seco support.org. Um, but you can find everything in the collective website. Awesome. So I think that wraps it up. I mean, the only thing I always like to leave people with is some words of inspiration. I mean, you've said a lot of really inspiring things, but, um, you know, does anything come to mind that makes you, uh, is just calling forth to come out? Yeah. So, and I've touched on it a little bit uh, of where you're just, there's no way you're going to be prepared. So I know if you're sitting there and you're listening to this and you're like, hey, you know what? I've had this idea forever and I just don't know how it's going to work. I mean, no one knows how it's going to work. You know, it just really does. It takes time. And as long as you're not quitting on yourself, like it'll work itself out. Uh, I had someone tell me this. I have a few mentors and one of my mentors pretty recently actually told me, he's like, listen, like these are how visions work. Right. Like you, everyone has those ideas that you're like, oh man, like if I could implement this, it would change the world. Right. Like everyone at some point has a version of that. Uh, some people multiple. I mean, I don't really know why more people get more or less, but essentially that vision doesn't belong to you. Whether you believe in God or the universe, someone is giving you that vision and it's up to you to, to implement that. And if you don't, what happens is the vision just goes away and then the, the universe or God will give it to someone else which is why a lot of the time we'll have ideas and we don't do anything about it. And then what, six months later, you'll see it on TV and you're like, Oh dang. Like I just thought of that. And then you kind of go and you have like that confidence of like, Oh man, that would have worked. It's because you were given that vision to do it and you just didn't. And so I had to go to someone else because the vision needs to be implemented regardless. And so if you do have a vision, whether it be for a company or a nonprofit or a product or an invention or whatever it might be, 
that is on purpose. You wouldn't be getting that vision if it wasn't meant to be implemented. It's up to you if you want to pursue it, but either way it's getting done. So why not you? Right. And so you don't need to know how it's going to start. You don't know how it's going to finish because to be honest, it's impossible. It's going to change so many times, but just know that you putting in the work and you're not giving up. Although it's going to change 5,000 times, it's all, it's not even change. It's just evolving. And so I think it's important to start with the passion and the vision you have. Once you know what you want to do and what your vision, your overall goal is, which for me was to help people really in the weight loss field, but also in the business sense, I don't really care how I do it. I just know that I'm going to keep on evolving. So that way I can help more and more people. So it went from, you know, we sell maybe about a hundred bucks a month. So it went from helping a hundred people where I didn't really get that connection to, you know, of a couple dozen people in the app right at first to the online coaching to obviously the nonprofit. And now we're set to help 150 in person or at least like virtually, like where I have that one-on-one relationship in the first year. And so I had no idea this was going to happen. It just happens over time because that's how growth works. That is so true. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much again for being a guest. This has just been an incredible episode and, uh, you know, so inspiring. I'm just, I just hope that people walk away from this recognizing that whatever, you know, passion is in them is possible and to just not wait, just to, you know, take action, even if it's just writing it down in a notepad on your phone. (laughs) Yep, exactly. If you like mommy, so leave a review. Thank you so much for being a loyal listener. I am truly grateful for you. And if this podcast has inspired you in any way, head over to iTunes and leave a written review. I would appreciate it so much. Thanks for tuning in and thanks for helping to spread the word by sharing this show with your friends.